Hey, before we start tonight's Winner's Lounge, let's talk a little bit about Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee. What does that mean? Well, it's non-euphoric, but you might notice some effects from that CBD, uh, such as you know more manageable IBS. It might help you take the edge off in terms of anxiety. That's certainly the case for me. I love to get that through my coffee because I need coffee to do my job to keep it moving, keep that energy flowing. But I get jittery like everyone else, anxious after that second, third cup. Not so much with Strava. The CBD really, really helps me get the jolt I need to start my day, but keep my head clear. Check out Strava Craft Coffee now. Sign up for their subscription service. You can get, you can choose the dosage. You can choose the flavor. You can choose when it comes to you every two, four, six, eight weeks. And you can get 20% off every single shipment if you sign up for that subscription service now using code DNVR20 at Strava Craft Coffee. Check it out. <laughs> 10 point win. What was the line? The line was only like four and a half, right? I don't know. I'm feeling funky. I don't care. I am feeling funky. Feeling very funky. In fact, <laughs> you know what we got? We got little winner shots here. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> we got to get those out the way early. We're get them right out the way, baby. Winner shots here. Play that funky music. Here's to you. You know what? All right. That's it. That real quick. You know, those are usually like 90% Kool-Aid. <laughs> that one really surprised me. That one's not going to lie. Was that right? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Winner's Lounge. Uh, oh, how sweet it is to be here at the Winner's Lounge. Nuggets needed it, man. I'm For the second time this week, the best win of the season. I know yeah, it was dude. a low bar, but this one, def- I think, definitively the best win of the season. Yeah, I guess it's either that or the Knicks game. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely this one. Look at this. Best win of the season. <laughs> no, this was actually, I, I mean, look, we're going to talk a little bit about the Warriors and this and that, but I think this was an actual good win. Uh, so welcome in, everybody. Hopefully, if this is your first show, welcome. Don't forget, hit that subscribe subscribe button. Hit the like button. You want to check out all the cool stuff we have going on with DNVR. I'm Adam Matas. I'm joined by D-Line Co. That's right. Just push bu- any buttons in front of you. Just push, push all the buttons. <laughs> and then I'm joined over here by Superstar Dev. I am on a winner's lounge. Oh, you are? Hey! I'm on a winner's lounge. Hey! And the Nuggets are not losers anymore. Oh, the Nuggets are not losers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, so Harrison Wind going to be out. He's on vacation. Not going to lie to you guys. He's having a, a great time. Who knows if he even watched the game you're tonight. Even, well, you don't know if he's having a great Brendan Vogt covering the game uh, for us and will be joining us a little bit later doing the post-game stuff with us. But... Um, the Nuggets do get the win. Jokic gets the triple-double. Jermichael Green gets a near double-double, 15 points, 9 rebounds. Steph Curry goes off. <laughs> Seems like he just, that guy, man, like, it's so funny when we compare people to Steph because it really is like, that's just, what's, what's the point? There's guys that can make three-pointers. That's the comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, only Steph is like. Can make three-pointers like Steph makes. Anytime he has the ball in his hands, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, oh, God. But, and, and he saw why. But, um. You know, but the Nuggets got the win, and um, you know there was a lot of positives I thought that came from this game. Dev, what was what was your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway of the game was maybe the bench unit, the bench unit again, just at oh. least like keeping ground um, for that nature. Also, I don't know what I'm doing to you over here. <laughs> These mics are so weird. I have to say, like. Um we miss Brandon, theoretically. Theoretically. Me being able to move over to the seat and not have to be cool. in a literal battle with Adam Mares. <laughs> it's so crazy. Mike stand battle. Like, his goes up, we mine goes down. We somehow have the worst goes mic down. stands <laughs> ever. And I don't get it because they were like, pretty pricey mic stands. <laughs> uh, all right, sorry. What was your, what was your takeaway? <laughs> well, it, it was the bench unit, but maybe I have to change it to Nikola Jokic. He gets his fifth triple-double. 
of the year. And also, this is the time. This was on a national. It was a nationally televised game. It's true. Um, maybe he gets the respect that he deserves. Nope. I just put that tweet out. He has to get the respect he deserves. He does it on a national scale for everybody to see. Yeah. Um, and, and you got to see the best parts of Jokic today, even though it still was not a Jokic game. Yeah. He only shot 50%, which is, for him, below average. So there were aspects of this game that were, like, not great from Yoke. But it's just, like, his baseline's so high that, um, you know, 23 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Three steals, by the way. You guys know this. There's only four players in the NBA that – and this might have changed. I I looked at this yesterday. It might have changed. There's only four players beating him. Larry Nance Jr., who was a bit of a surprise. Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Drew Holiday, Jokic. I've, like, I've actually noticed like Jokic is uh, like really focusing on on getting his hands out in front of him and like I mean we all know he's not an above the rim defender but he's right. like really focusing on just like getting those uh, suction cups out there and in passing lanes and like disrupting people when they're dribbling it seems like it's like, a, a focus for him. I'm well, sorry we can't just we can't go away from what the, the fact you just brought up that. The guys that are on that list are right. all yeah. some of the best defenders in the entire NBA. Maybe the best defenders. <laughs> like Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Drew Holiday. Okay, that might be one, two, three, like on ball. Like, that's insane. Uh, and then you throw insane. Jokic in there with Larry Nance Jr. Yeah. Who, who knows how many games Larry Nance I know, it's kind of played. a drag Larry Nance. No, wait, no, it was a lot. Because, yeah, yeah I, I did only guys that have played like at least three games or something. Um, but to, here's what I think it is, Eric. It's lost the weight. He's always had the quickest brain. And the slowest body. Now he has the quickest brain and still the slowest body, but not nearly <laughs> as slow. Like I do think there's something to his ability just to move his body. I know it sounds like moving mm. your arms in it, but just a little bit more lateral quickness. Like, you know, you think about a snake. Like st- steals are so much about that. Like strike. His yeah. ability just to strike a little bit faster because he was always good at this. Right. Uh, oh, and I'm, I'm being told from the producer Kel here, super producer Kel. 23 points, 10 rebounds, 14, 10 assists, 14 rebounds, three steals. The king of the game. King of the, the game. crown. Not big enough for Jokic. Uh, should be the ma- more most massive crown. Although we don't want to hurt his back. No, I doing a lot of carrying. So and also, like, an appropriate size. That's not, like, that's not how uh, being a king works, by the way. Like, it's not. The more powerful of a king you are, I don't get a larger crown. Like, <laughs> just having the crown in general is really all it takes. No, but I, honestly, I don't know if that <laughs> that sounds like a crackpot theory there to you that he's a little lighter, so he's a little quicker. No, I mean it makes sense just because uh, we already know he's like a cerebral player. Yeah. He, he could like he already anticipates everything and knows where, yeah. what's going to happen. He just never had the the athleticism or like yeah to get to, speed to, be to in the right position. Like, right. I know where to be. I just right. I I'm never in the right. Yeah, spot. Normally, like he's always been at the right spot, but he never was able to make it happen. Now he would turn into a lot of reach fouls previously because he would be not in front of the guy. He'd be like coming in from the side trying to make the same play like like a baby about. kitten with that little paw, yeah, like a little you know, a little, little baby kitten. But now he's like a viper, you know, like it's just that that sudden strike. <laughs> do incredible. you want to know my takeaway from the game? Or do yeah, you know? uh, I guess. Yeah, what's, what's your big takeaway, Eric? <laughs> my big takeaway for the game is that uh, how routine that felt when it was mm. the first like real win of the season. But it felt like it is oh, yeah, it's just like we're just right back on the horse. Like the Nuggets just looked good, and it was like. Yeah, yeah, there they are. That's the Nuggets. But meanwhile, like we haven't seen that all year, right? right. <laughs> but it just felt like it felt like an old, comfortable pair of shoes. Just slide them on, and that's nice, though. You know, I know. because to your point, De- Denver's season is hard to read because their losses have been very close. Like they've had some very close losses to Dallas. Sacramento's not a good team, but it was a close loss. Could have very easily flipped, but we just haven't felt good about them. And tonight, 
You know, would it have been nice if Denver just dominated a little bit more? Sure. But tonight did feel like they were in control for most they, they of it. They did. They dominated. Well, I mean, they like, were up 37 to 24 in that first quarter. And that's right. important to me. That was like a, they got off to that really good start. And it was like, okay, this team, like, at their best still can get into those grooves. I think another takeaway from this, Jokic was obviously great. They asked this question on the TNT broadcast at halftime. I was here, and obviously we're here at the DNVR bar, the most poppin' place. Oh, the poppin' place that, that can have a, a socially distant, the very most limited. Twenty-five percent poppin'. Twenty-five percent, but less than that. It was like twenty percent poppin' tonight. <laughs> but um, I was down there listening at the halftime, uh, and they were talking about does Jokic? I mean, of course, a classic TNT take. Does Jokic do too much for this team? You know, like are they playing through him a little bit too much? And you know, tonight, like this was one of those games where I felt like. You'd like to see Murray make a few more shots, but I thought he had a good like overall night, even though he just didn't shoot the ball well. But you look at the starting lineup, 12 points for Millsap, 17 for Barton, 17 for Murray. Bull Bull starts only as a token start. We'll talk about that later, only four points. But then you get 15 points from Jermichael Green, 11 from Monte Morris, uh, 10 from P.J. Dozier. This is a Nuggets win. Jokic leads the way. Everybody fills in around him like so beautifully. I'm saying, like... This is why after the last game when, um, you know, by all rights as a, uh, you know, reasonably reasonable person, I should have been like really upset after the last game, but I wasn't at all because I just saw like the nuggets start to look like the bench right, unit yep. look like a, a bench unit that you could like count on to a reasonable degree. And you saw the nuggets like come out and, and, and play a lot of how they did this entire game uh, this time also where they were causing steals, getting in passing lanes, being active. Uh, and tonight we even saw a, 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 like a small resurrection of one Jamal Murray. Like he looked engaged. He looked as though he had he did uh, look very engaged. a little energy. It looked like uh, he didn't look like he was burdened by having to be on the floor. Which, so like, you know, I, I just hope uh, we've been, you know, in this, it's funny to say as Nuggets fans, of in the last year, we've been spoiled, which is hilarious because, like, we've been, <laughs> like, because, like, up until this, it's just been rotten. So it seems funny that we can be spoiled. But, you know, the Nuggets have gotten off to, like, really good starts. They haven't even always looked their best, but they've just been, have been stacking up wins as the season began. Um, but that's just, like, not how the NBA works. Like, sometimes you just come out of the gate slow. It happens to every team. And yeah. so, you know, if anybody who's been pushing the panic button, like, like, look, the Nuggets are like. I would have, like I would have hit, I wouldn't have hit the panic button. But had they lost tonight's game, I would have. This was, this was one I thought they needed to win. Like they were a better team. They were at home. They had the guys that I thought gave them a good chance to win tonight. You know, even though they're missing Gary Harris and Michael Porter, I thought the guys that were playing tonight were like, you know what, that, that this this team should do it. So, to. You're right that I don't. I think it was so early, and they're at 500. But at the same time, this was an important game to me. The other guy I want to go to is Jermichael Green. He's number two for me. So Jokic again, fantastic tonight. Apparently on the TNT broadcast, they thought he was Russian or shafted. <laughs> and I know, I, I know. Here's the thing. Here comes old man, angry Adam. Uh, right here comes uh, grouchy Adam. Hold on, let me let me brace myself for this. My <laughs> least favorite type of comedy is ignorant American comedy. Like, wow. you know what I mean? That's the like, you know what's wow. funny? I don't, is he Russian? Is he French? Like, I don't know my country. He's like, what is this? Yeah. Like, so, and I'm sure the Serbians are watching and just like, mother, mother But that, see, what you're describing is um, something that's done intentionally. And like that, what you're describing, what Shaq did is not ignorant American comedy. You think? Just Come on, be, man. It's just being, like, he you just think? doesn't know the difference. You think he just don't know? I don't, there's no way he knows. You don't say that out loud without knowing. <laughs> there's no knowing. way he knows. That's <laughs> actually like a dumb thing to say yeah, out yeah, loud. Yeah. You don't say those type of things. <laughs> well, then but I don't like it when, even when it's unintentional. I don't like it. I'm not well, a fan of it. it's much more loathable when it's unintentional. Uh, um, 
You go to Jermichael Green, though, because he's been one of the stories. I mean, what's his record with Denver this year? I mean, I feel like Nuggets are five and six and six, but with him, they're like six and two, six and three. Uh, he's been so fantastic. He goes five of ten tonight, including three of four from three. He gets uh, nine rebounds, including three offensive rebounds of 15 points. He was a plus 12, which I believe is the team best. Yep, a team best plus 12. And I've talked about this so much. Let's congrats on the wizard. There it is. But here's the thing. I've talked about this so much. He fits with the bench. He fits with the starters, man. And even more so with the starter. He's starting to be the closing guy. I just, I mean, he's like, he's fitting in. So every, he's the perfect role player. I got to think, we talk about Mr. Nugget. He can't uh -oh. win it this year. I don't know if you can win it as a first-year guy. Like, you kind of have to become a little more ingrained in the culture. I don't like – you can't win it as a first-year. But next year, I predict he is going to be in that running for Mr. Nuggets. Mr. Nuggets. He might, not be, he might be in the running. So, Michael is uh, – he's great. Like, he's actually good. There's nothing negative you can say right. about him. And earlier in, in the season, when there were so many questions about the bench unit and how do they answer it and how bad it looks – the whole time, maybe Malone is like, well, we still have Jamaica to come in. Right. And, and we still have a player that's really kind of a, a starter in a right. way that's going to be here. And he's going to be our veteran pe presence, especially when you look at the second unit. They always yeah. have Monte. They always had these young like players that could really change the game. But right. they didn't have a veteran presence that could calm them and, and <laughs> soothe things. And that's what they do. Um, <laughs> Jamichael Green, is he's doing everything that the it's Nuggets so need for him. And he really is the ultimate role player. Yeah, yeah, and like when you're talking about waiting for players to come back, I mean, don't forget there's a very big player coming back for the Denver Nuggets. Is that Greg Whittington? <laughs> <laughs> what a curveball! That was a really, really nice curveball. No, but seriously, Jamichael Green, man, I mean, he's just such a fantastic fit. And uh, the thing about him, his pedigree comes from the Spurs, then goes to the the Grizzlies, and he's really a grit and grind culture. But you know what? You see it, like. He is a hard hat and lunch pail kind of guy nope. because as much as his three pointers are what stick out to hard you, going three of four is like huge. Those were huge. That you could not to boil it down because it wasn't any one thing that did it, but you could boil it down and say if he goes zero for four, Nuggets maybe don't win tonight. He goes three of four, they win comfortably. But that's not even what stands out to me. That's the like, that's the bonus. What stands out to me is he just does all the right stuff. He's smart. He's in the right spots. He fights for. There was a couple of rebounds tonight where it was like 50-50. Not he's got it. Uh, I just I, I like the guy so much, and it's Great. interesting that he gets 28 minutes tonight. Um, Paul Millsap 23 because I feel like that's that's what I expect this season. I yep. honestly expect it. Whoever starts, however it goes, Michael Green's going to play starters minutes. Paul Millsap might just start. So we've been saying like Paul Millsap has uh, become a starter by name only, like no. a technical starter. But I mean, I, I see uh, Jamichael being the closer, right? I mean, like he's just no. going to get to that point where. You just can rely on him. I mean, it, it comes down to uh, just youth. I mean, he's just younger. He's just a younger guy. This is a good point by Clay here. He's saying he already looks like he knows how to play with. No, Jokic. he does. I did this on the list the other day. I put a video up on the list because I Dev Dev knows. I, this is he. I don't bring this up too much anymore. But like, I do like to pass when I play out of the post. And I'm telling you, I've there's certain things. This. Well, I haven't. I don't try not to bring it up because like, no, I'm just an old man. But I'm saying like this. There is this thing where it's like guys that just know how to not be to, to not be in the way of, of when you're trying to make a pass is like so freaking valuable. And Jermichael Green's great at this. And I tried to illustrate this on the list, just like little examples of how he knows to give the best angles for Jokic on it. And trust me, I, this would be a great thing to ask Jokic in, in the next practice media availability, which we'll get over the weekend of just like, what do you think about him and his ability to like read you and what you want? Because I would guess Jokic would rave about that. 
Um, the other guy we should talk about before we go to our first break is Jamal Murray. Tonight he gets 17 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals, just three turnovers. He was a plus eight. One of eight from the three-point line, four of six from the foul line. Now here's what I'm going to say about Murray. I thought he had a good game, and he looked like he had some energy to him. I don't think the issue is legs. I think it's something else. What? It might be Malone referenced elbows. <laughs> it might be elbows. You might have been wrong all along because his game was good. He, was, he looked spry. He looked quick, but he missed free throws. Head, he missed three-pointers. I think it might be elbows. He is shooting 76% from the three free throw line on the season shooting right 76% now. I'm telling you, man, from the that's not just line. focus. That's like... Something maybe a little bot bugging him. And I would have guessed he was not Jamal either. He just does not miss free throws, and right. he's doing it so often. That has to be one of the most consistent things of the year. Like yeah. he's missing a free throw every game, and this from a player that never misses free throw, who also mentally is just like prepared to never miss free throws. Still like, sounds like legs to me. I don't care. It's ingrained in him. <laughs> but also, like back to to the point with Jamal. Even though he did not shoot the ball well, I think this was Jamal's best game in in a, in a really been, awkward yeah. way. Um, yeah, because he, he, he like made no shots. He made no shots, but he came out with with, with effort. He came out spry. He, he created space finally that we have not been able to see in a long time, and and he's actually getting up and going. We haven't seen really any Jamal Murray highlight plays, right. but we see him actually being aggressive again. He he led the team in shots like. That has to mean something because he's finally starting to get it together. Um, he had a, this has to be a season high in assists, at six uh, assists, right. and also nine rebounds. Like he got to the free throw line. He did everything that we said that he was not doing all in one game. Even though the shots wasn't falling, it was his better one of his better games. I can't. It's crazy that he listened to our show coming back from the East Coast. Did all he made all of the changes? It's unbelievable. He had time, <laughs> but I mean, truly, like I mean, it just looked like he got he took a nap. Like he just got a little rest. He, he came out. I think he like, needs more though, man. I, I mean, as much as I thought he was great today, like let's be honest, what makes Jamal Murray a superstar is his ability to score and his mm -hmm. ability to get those threes. And like one yeah. of eight tonight, he had good looks. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is another thing. This is like trend. We're looking at trends here. Yeah, like, that's a great point. He um, like you see that. You know, you see where he's gone. Would you call it an year. ascension? I would call this. No, this was. This is just like a, uh, like a push up. Okay, That's a like push he's up. Get, he's been on the ground. He's get, like <laughs> getting in a plank position. He's like, I like he's moving towards ascension, but he's like, this is not ascension. Really. <laughs> well. you know, like he's getting back to where he once was. So, and and again, like merely. Merely, merely logging career stat, career level stats, which we, you know, <laughs> and also no, thirty-seven no, minutes. No tonight. longer good enough for us. When that bench came in, and we'll talk about the bench after the break. But when that bench came in in the fourth and just like blew it immediately, and it was like, you know what, they got two days off. Let's uh, bring him back in, bring Murray and Jokic back in, and just run them <laughs> into the ground. Whatever. Um, all right, let's take our first break, guys. On the other side, though, I do want to talk about Bull Bull, who got a second straight career start. It's such a footnote that even on when I was watching the post game show from Tuesday. And I was like, it took you a while, guys, to bring, even bring up Bull Bull, in large part because we'd all forgot about him. Because yeah. it, it was like by the time the game got yeah. over, you're like, oh, yeah, he started tonight. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Hartenstein, who, who had, had once again only played in the first little bit. So we'll talk about that. But first, let me tell you about Hassle Cattle Company, guys. Ooh. Brand new partner. Wagyu. They send you. Wag, oh, is that what it is? Wagyu. It's like wag, wagyu. Wagyu me. Wagyu. 
Hassle Cattle Company, guys, is a family-owned farm out of Texas that ships straight to your door. These boxes, like you can buy packages, you can buy just a bunch of steaks, just a bunch of hamburgers, sausages, bacon, like all, like everything. Beef jerkies, they got different flavors of beef jerky. Yeah, not bacon, beef bacon. Beef bacon. Oh, it's like the thick stuff. Because it's because it's so. I mean, to, in order for bacon to be bacon, it needs to have the right ratio of fat to. Flat. Is that what it is? Of course. Pork versus Kale. Oh, well, Kale is but arguing you, with the with Kale, the talent here. Kale jumps in with dumb points. He doesn't understand <laughs> what I'm saying. The reason you don't typically have beef bacon is because you don't have the high fat content. Oh, so they fatten these, 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 these well, guys that, up. No, Wagyu cattle in general are <laughs> I love have really more. It's here. all about the marbling. It's all about the marbling. Eric has been saying this <laughs> for weeks, by the way, people. Marbling just is fat. The fat <laughs> is marbling. And so it's the tender marbling, higher fat content. They can make bacon out of it. It seems like a, uh, a novelty. I can't wait to it's so, it's, so, it's so funny because I got so much. Like they yeah. didn't. You think they would give all of the company you're like a, two steaks? They an, gave me like thirty yeah. steaks. You're more of an influencer. Super producer Kale. I do. I got so much steak. Yeah, but you're more. But laugh about this. Yeah, but you're, you're more of an influencer. All I do is all of the shirts, all the design. <laughs> I'm on podcast. I'm on the tailgate, and I. Boom, and you know about Wagyu, so yeah, like yeah, really, yeah, they, yeah. they really screwed well, up. Who am I? Who am I going to influence? Hassle Cattle Company. H A S S E L L CattleCompany.com. And when you're up there, use promo code DNVR10, get 10% off. And again, guys, you order it. They have these little packages you can pick from. They ship right to your door. Our other one for today, Green Mount Dental Group. You guys know this is one of my favorite because I am such a big teeth guy. Real big teeth guy over here. Not everyone is. I'm a big teeth guy. Are you a teeth guy? I am guy? a teeth guy. I'm a teeth guy. Like, I You're really a believe. Teethman? I'm a teethman. I, I really believe in taking care of your teeth. And I also like, like so this green. This is a unique stance for Adam. Adam thinks you should take care of your teeth. No, it's it. I, I especially alone. think you should take care of your teeth. Other, other people are tepid on this. Point. If you ask Adam people, like, scale in teeth. of one to ten, how important is dental health? You know, some me, people. I'm like at a one. Oh, it's terrible. See, no, I'm a ten. A ten. I'm wow. a ten. And, I, and once again, we got this nice family-owned dentist uh, right there in Lakewood, Colorado, just ten minutes from downtown Denver. Uh, Green Mountain Dental Group. When you sign up, you get a free uh, Sonicare toothbrush I when you get you, an X-ray and exam, uh, a cleaning X-ray and exam. And best of all, guys, they're just their family owned. They send you the postcards. They send you like all the nice stuff. They check on you when you come in. Like, oh, hey, Dev, welcome back in. They don't like who's this guy. Oh, that's right. We've been yeah. cleaning your teeth hey, for Deb, ten years. You, we don't uh, remember. Have you raised your dental hygiene from a one to a ten yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you should. That's, I, I'm telling have you. Have you been listening to Adam <laughs> scolding both of you guys right now for not taking this seriously? But Green Mountain Dental Group, guys, free. Uh, go and get a cleaning X-ray exam. You get a free Sonicare toothbrush and just start taking care of your dental hygiene. All right, let's get uh, back into this game here, guys. Um, so Bull Bull gets his second start. Let's talk about him because he's just so fascinating. Here's my number one. I'm going to go first on this one. My number one takeaway from Bull Bull last game and this game, he hasn't stood out in the bad ways. And we're, when we watched both no. the preseason yep. this year and in the like limited, maybe unfairly so limited, in his like 30-second intervals he's gotten to play, He's looked like, oh, man, he just, like, how could you ever play him? He goes out there with actual starters, and he just looks like he, you know, look, there was a couple times early on when Jokic is like, you're supposed to cut here. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, you could tell he's frustrated. But he hasn't looked, like, unplayably bad. And, and I don't know why he's playing, but it's kind of nice to see him. I'm serious about that. Well, he, there was actually a quote about it. What was it? Uh, that Malone specifically does not want to break up the bench unit, which is why he's Ooh. playing Ooh, that's a fantastic. That's a really interesting. What did you see from him, though? Not just this game, but also if you combine the last two games. But. Uh, I mean, you see the um, like both sides of bowl, the bowl, 
and the ball. <laughs> You've got the <laughs> I see what you wow. did. <laughs> I see what you wow. Did. But on the on the one side, like he's just such a novelty. Like you just watch him move around out there. There, I mean, like it's said, it's always said. We bring I it up on the show. Get over the bowl and the bowl. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was really good. I'm all in on this. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> but um, you just you see it's said of like. Uh, you know, impact players in the NBA, they just move differently than other players. Like everything is different about Bull yeah. Bull than every other human being on the court that is full of tall, unique human beings. Like, yeah. When he makes a, a layup, it's like super interesting. Like everything that he, like he jumps and like he has more time in the air, less time at the same time. Like he's just a, such a strange dichotomy. You just see so much promise in what Bull Bull has just from a physical gifts standpoint. And it, you just pray that he's going to be able to be given enough of a leash to be able to work through some of this dummy stuff that he does. Like Dev always points out, I mean, he's every time he touches the ball, he's good for at least like three travels. Which, <laughs> I don't know, did, did he travel tonight? Maybe he did. No, 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 because he had the one that instead of a travel, yeah, it was a turnover. He just, it was turnover. Yeah, he, like he dropped the ball, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes some just like serious knucklehead plays, but he also like rejects James Wiseman at the rim, and he also like. Oh man, that was a great play. Yeah, that play was amazing because he really could have been on a poster. Could have. He got on a poster later, <laughs> the but wrong, he could the been wrong side on of the Two posters yeah, that's true. from the same guy. <laughs> um, I'll just go. <laughs> go for it. Um, with Bobo, um, the thing that that fans have to really like look at with him is, again, he's playing so many. Like he's playing long stints. So like in the first stint, if you if you watch the game, which you guys I'm sure did because you're watching <laughs> yeah, this right. after. Um, he, he fits in with the with the starters like like you said Adam like he's doing the things that you need he's he's rejecting shots he's altering everything at the rim he's in the open court and he's doing some amazing dunks and, and things that you don't see from a lot of people but then for whatever reason that second that second half like I don't know if it's like the adjustments that other teams make or maybe there's jitters when he comes out in the second half but he just doesn't look like the same person I think is just having to play for so long he had a very very short leash tonight um as soon as he made right rightfully so by the yeah, way yeah. I mean, they <laughs> lost they, still a little too long they lost, yeah, they lost that last game in part I don't want to put it on him but in yeah, my opinion um, and, and, and you saw like it was gonna like lead to that he yeah, had like, was the definitely going back he had the turnovers and the bad passes that yeah. like was close to a turnover but he got saved on the play then he goes and gets dunked on by Wiseman. Um, but you, he's just coming out of halves, and, and it's just it's bowling and bowl. It's two, yeah. different, <laughs> two different players. This is going to stick. We're going to be saying this all the Dr. time now. J- Dr. Bowl and Mr. Bowl. <laughs> but you were talking about DeJounte Murray. We were watching the game leading into Denver and how he looks like physically. He looks like he's the, the freshman that got called up to the, the varsity. The JV that got called up. Just looks like, you know, I think Bowl Bowl looks that way. In the way he carries himself, and especially in that third quarter, because what you were talking about was he made a few bad plays in a row, and you just saw the confidence just like melt from him, where he was almost like, "I want out, like I don't want to ruin this for everyone." Panic, and he's looking around like, "Who do I grab? Somebody come in, come get him, get him." I'm not using. He didn't use a timeout, but he's like, "Somebody come and get him." But to that point, I think these minutes are more valuable than any other minutes you could give Bull Bull because. Earlier, we had him on the bench unit. We had him like playing garbage time. You had him in different mix. Getting him out there with four guys who know what they're doing and know what they're doing with each other so that his role is like, 
you know, with Michael Porter, it, some of this is like, hey, man, we need you to fit in before you stand out, right? Like, first kind of figure out how to play with us, then we figure out how to play with you. With Bull Bull, I feel like he wants that because he doesn't want the spotlight mm-hmm. on him in a bad way. He's almost just like, what do I do to not screw up? And it's a good mentality to have. And when he has four guys, like, let's be honest. Jokic and three and a half other guys is a good offense, <laughs> yeah. right? So, Bobo. So, I really, really think these minutes are valuable to him. Uh, him in particular, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, just uh, that. I think that's a great point. Like, not putting him in a position where he has to, or he is, anything is required of him. Right. Like, everything that he does is just gravy on top of the, you know, what the starters are already doing. So. Right. And this is really easy for Malone to like. When they're going over film, it's like, do you see what you did here? Do you see what you should have done here? Like, that's really right. easy. Yes. Yep. Reg- like, if you're with your backup units, it's like, okay, you went out there and you just did it. But yep. being with the starters, you know what the right play was and what you should have done. It's, it's easy for it's, him to yeah. just go over it. Like, Jokic was telling you to get yeah. here for this reason. Uh, yeah, especially playing with Nikola Jokic. Like, if you want to... I mean, if you want to go to the Harvard of, uh, of court <laughs> presence, like you got, you got the teacher there, like, and he'll let you know too. Also, then, he held Draymond to one point. <laughs> I, don't I feel know. like Draymond held Draymond yeah, to Draymond, one point. Well, you know, tomato, potato. It is funny though, <laughs> thinking that he went from Kevin Durant to Draymond Green, which I Draymond's one of my favorite players. He's yeah. just not going to score points on you. Like that's yeah. that's not what he's going to do. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the bench because Malone apparently referenced that the reason. For bull starting was not wanting to break up the bench. I think this is a great idea. Malone loves his five-man lineups more than I personally do, but he has staggered a lot. We've seen yep. Monte Morris and Jermichael Green in particular play with the starters a lot. We'll talk about them as well here in a little bit. But the ability to bring that bench along, I think, has been one of the things that has turned the season around. If you go and look at the bench tonight, you get Jermichael Green, a plus 12. We talked about him. Isaiah Hartenstein in seven minutes, a plus four. Monte Morris, a plus. P.J. Dozier, a plus. I think that bench is coming along, but I have a question, Dev. Hartenstein, seven minutes tonight, only one foul. Didn't play again. I'm kind of surprised by that. Not, not against the Warriors. Like yeah. they, they've never been a big team, or or a team that had guys like out there. Like, what, what would you do? Throw them on Draymond Green? They had Looney out there. I mean, but they were murdering Looney in his minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, if you're already attacking and it's working, why yeah, switch it up? True. Like, I think that this is a game that. They didn't need Hartenstein to go out there and do anything. So it was like, hey, like, this is just your night off. You really aren't going to help us in any way. Like, what what could what could he have done today that would have helped the Nuggets? Yeah, the right. Warriors look bad. That team's bad. Dude. That's part of the story, too. Definitely part of the story. I mean, you have Steph Curry, who's just like... Steph Curry is good. Can I say, man, like... I can't believe people spent time slandering Steph Curry. <laughs> like, and, and honestly, like, this is why... You just look at the world and you're just like, what's going on? Like, the fact that we took time to slander Steph Curry when he couldn't carry this team, by the way, without Draymond. Right. When you t- take Draymond oh out of God. that equation, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, Kelly Oubre, who, by the way, tonight was draining threes. By his standards. By his, well, he had three, right? He had yeah, three, three of, of like eight. Seven, yeah, yeah, three of eight, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, Steph Curry just absolutely absurd. Even though he was a team worst minus 21 tonight, 35 points, uh, five of 11 from three, and it's Jeez. just like. Uh, it's just absolutely insane. But um, that bench unit, to me, I do think that they have found something there. Monte Morris and Jermichael Green in particular are just starting caliber players. Yeah. Let me ask this controversial question. <laughs> Gary Harris is out. Uh-oh. I like Monte Morris and Jermichael Green alongside Murray and Jokic and Barton. That's, Maybe eventually MPJ. That was more of a controversial statement, I have to say, than a question. Was, <laughs> it, was, it, a, was, it, was there a no question? No, but no, here comes the question. Oh, okay. 
Do you guys agree with that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Is that, is that right? Like, no, no but seriously, I love Monte Morris next to Jokic. I'm, we do keeping it one thousand with George Carl. He always talks about a true point guard. That's Monte Morris, man. He runs that pick and roll with Jokic, and he shoots it when he's open. He's floater games on point. And Jamichael Green does all stuff Paul Millsap does, at least at this stage. Yeah. Well, here's the here's Adam. The, Adam, though, I do have to kind of call you out. You did kind of low key take a subtweet at Matt Moore, and he's in the comments right now. Plus minus. Look at him. Look, Matt. Matt. Matt has, Matt has not been favorable to Steph Curry, but it wasn't just him. Like we did a whole, we had a whole week where the whole timeline wanted to ask if he was like actually good. And, and you can't watch that game tonight and say Steph Curry was the problem. He played well tonight. I just say my favorite part about anything that we do is like if you say something like about a person and that they're in the comments and immediately audience. I always assume Matt's watching though. I always know he's watching. Love you, Matt. Locked on Nuggets coming up later tonight with Matt. Subtweeted, subtweeted. But I'm serious time. though. No, I, I've been thinking about this a lot with with the Kyrie Irving thing. I have to, this is we're going to go introspective now because yeah. I've been thinking about this because you guys know Kyrie's not my guy. Kyrie's not my guy as a basketball uh, player, is, as a personality. Guy is Kyrie's? But I have been thinking about this. Adam Silver a couple of years ago talked about how unhappy all these players are, and he's right. And Kyrie Irving is like number one amongst players that are unhappy. And I like really have, and I was thinking today about like why, and I don't know why. And then I'm like, maybe that's the point. Like, I don't know why. And that's the whole point. Cause part of my job is covering these dudes and I can't figure out exactly why it is that they can't stand the way we cover them or this or that. And so part of this is to take me back to the Steph Curry thing is like, we hate when these players form super team. We hate all this stuff, but then we win two MVPs and three championships. And they were like, well, I don't know if they're good. To me, that is like, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, this is why they hate us, man. Like, you can't win. <laughs> so, again, just to, just to summarize, the reason the NBA players hate you guys is Matt Moore. <laughs> right? You guys are going to make, like, you're making, like, things uncomfortable for me, though. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to what follow you. Agree? you say, yeah, I agree. Or, or, like, what do you say? Anyway, with Kyrie, I thought the same thing. Like, I, I just sit, sit here and think some, some of those things. I'm like, why is he unhappy? I actually have yeah. no idea. And that's kind of the point. It's like, well, I actually have no frame of reference for why. It, it's because everybody's unhappy because it's like the same reason that a spoiled child is unhappy. Like, maybe. maybe. Everything is given to you. I do think it's part of it. I'm not trying it's, to excuse. You no, know, it's true. If, if, you're, if your pain is removed, then things that were formerly pleasurable become painful. Like you, the human, uh, the, what it is to be a human being. <laughs> look at Teffy's like, oh. What it is to be a human being, You all, it doesn't matter who you are or what you are, you always are unhappy about something because that is the human condition. So if you That's remove what, things that, that you are normally allowed to assign pleasure, feelings of displeasure to that are actually displeasurable, can then you, it makes sense. Can, but if you are like Kyrie and all of the negative things in your life have been removed, then you have to be like, Adam Mara's is what's wrong, and then you're mad about that. Kid, that's kind of true. It's kinda that's true. what I'm saying. It's even the Jerry Seinfeld take. It's my favorite one. I've been yeah. thinking about it since you gave it. That's right. Uh, what he was just said. The the difference between great and not good is like really thin. Like when you're like you're like that's amazing. You're like that's today was crummy. It's like they're not the days aren't really that different. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like this one. I kind of <laughs> like it. Um, <laughs> get it back here though. Right. I, I asked the question, then you guys all laughed and we got sidetracked. But Monte Morris, Jermichael Green. I mean, Gary Harris might be out for a while. We don't know personal reasons. No idea. But wouldn't mind seeing a lot of minutes with Jermichael Green and Monte Morris filling in in those roles. I mean, it could be because the Nuggets won, but like that was a game that the Nuggets did not miss Gary Harris. Right. Like as awkward as it was. Oh, well, Steph Curry like, did go for thirty-five or whatever. But, but what would Gary Harris had done? What, yeah. what What do you think Curry would have went for if if Harris? Twenty-five. Gone? Twenty-seven. 32, yeah. you know, or something like that. But yeah. but then you have flow. You have flow of the offense so true, with Monte man. Morris. And Monte Morris is making shots right now. Also, with 
Monte Morris, Jermichael Green, and Jokic, those are guys that you could play alongside anybody and you're yeah. still going to get the same thing from them. They have a flow and they're all high IQ players. A lot of their game is predicated on IQ. Gary Harris is a defender who knows where to be, like, but it's not really just all IQ. Yeah, so it makes a true. lot different. Plus, he's not making shots. Well, it, he, and the, the, the problem with Gary Harris is that we have, what, like, uh, this is the 12, we have 10 games of data points and, like, Eight of them have been garbage. Yeah, from I know. He played two, like I know he was really on the good games, swing, and, and then like immediately he goes in like uh, a course, and then he immediately goes out. So if Gary Harris had played the most of the season, like he had the previous two games, it would be like, yeah, no, let's have Gary in because he brings the defense, he brings the athleticism, he cuts, he allows uh, Jokic to open up his game. Um, but when Gary Harris isn't making shots, it's like. Can we put somebody in that can like do something? So Jokic is averaging a triple double, and I do think a lot of it is because he's just better than he's ever been. He's skinnier than he's ever been. All those things. But I think another part of it is this is the most the team has ever relied on him in a good way because Jokic isn't a guy that's like chucking up shots with us. Like it's just the most that they've played what we call Jokic ball. It used to be like you'd go in and out of it, right? Like yeah. it, it, maybe it was Will Barton, maybe it was Jamal Murray, maybe it was different guys. This is the most it's ever been just like, no, we're playing through Jokic almost every single yep. time. And I think Jermichael Green is clearly that guy. Like he just he just keeps it moving. You know what it made me think of, though? Are they doing too much with Jokic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Composito tonight, you know, he did get 12 minutes and it was, I thought, unremarkable. I don't really have like well, too many Well, you buried the goddamn lead. Go for it. Oh, God, the hair. Shaved the sides of his head. He has like four haircuts in one. He he shaved both sides of his head to the the, uh, the skin. Didn't touch any of the rest of his hair. Left a little point in the back. Made us. And it's exclusively to, above the sideburns yeah. and shaped into a rat tail. To I don't understand. If he's growing a rat's tail, there's a good chance there was a language barrier with the barber when he went. <laughs> the like, I, don't, I don't know what he's saying. Like his wife he's like, hey, have you ever heard of Vegeta? He's like, sure. Yeah, do that. Do that. Also, if there's a player in the uh, in the NBA that gets a haircut or has a, a different hair uh-huh. hairstyle. D-Line knows about it, and he's going to say something about it. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a very visually based person, and the way that I watch the NBA, like if if a player's hair is moving in such a way that it throws off the entire uh, scene of them, I, they're out with me. I'm, I, I, I'm I, telling I, you, it's crazy because I you never notice when I get a haircut. You never know. You know what the worst part is? Adam, that's because your hair has looked exactly the same. <laughs> the, the worst part is that I do notice. I, I, I just would like a little. This hey, like you Adam, like, Adam, Adam like, I, guys, I'm eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich again, and no one noticed. Like, yeah, yeah we, we noticed, Adam. We yeah. saw your haircut. But but back to Compazzo, the the worst. This was the first negative plus minus he had of the season. And and he really just like was just out there today. Yep. But also when when the, the bench unit is playing the way that they did, they really like they largely outplayed the Warriors bench unit right. today. So you can't be too upset about his game. There was not things that he needed to do. Not by upset. Yeah, plus sure. with Combazo He's a three-point shooter, right? Isn't he a three-point shooter? <laughs> well, I, I would say no, except for that I have no evidence other than he is. I, that uh, He literally only shows, shoots three-pointers. If you think about pointers. an offensive play from, for, from Composo for the entire year, <laughs> yeah. what is it? It's him using all of his body force to get a That's ball so true. up in the air to like make a it to the rim to shoot a three-point shooter. Like, like, <laughs> putting a lot into it. <laughs> he came into the NBA as a guy that like, like, can't shoot, and he's this – Incredible passer and defense, like yeah. defender. Yeah, but your bad. idea of him is a shooter because yeah. he is shooting the ball every time, and he's making a three a game. Yeah, um, you know, 
All right, let's go to break. Uh, on the other side of the break, though, we do need to talk about Michael Porter might be back. I don't know. I mean, I, his 10 days, I think, are about up. Been uh, seeing some uh, some IG so, movements. I saw some IG movement. He looks healthy. <laughs> Didn't look like he was bogged down by whatever. Oh, Malone confirmed. It was COVID. Like, we, we yeah. danced around that for so long, but we get to confirm yeah, that he, now. Malone, or Malone, report what Malone is reporting. Yeah, Malone reported it in uh, a post game, and Brennan listened to it and didn't. <laughs> it was newsworthy to, t- to bring up on the show. Uh, that's pretty funny. But first, I want to tell you guys about DraftKings. Ooh, how'd you do on DraftKings tonight, Eric? Because I cleaned up Jokic triple doubles, Jokic assists, Will Barton three pointers, by the way, and Draymond Green assists. I saw that happening. I bet four bets. I lost two of them. I won $5. Let's go. 4 0, baby. 4 0. Uh, so head on over DraftKings, guys. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried it out, what are you waiting for? Download, get get all get your friends to sign up and everything too. You get bonuses yeah. when you get your friends. So you got your your wife or girlfriend or roommates or whatever. Sign them up, get the bonus, have them pay you the bonus because it's a great bonus. Yeah. Uh, and this weekend. To celebrate this year's football playoffs here, Matt, I'm going to throw you a bone. You guys can bet on the Chiefs. Oh, you can bet on the Chiefs. They're going to win. I just, they're always going to win. I just, just always bet on them. <laughs> Every single week. It's free money. You just bet on the Chiefs. Uh, DraftKings has given all new players a chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games. I love that they can't say NFL. Professional football games, 100 to 1 odds. You get 100 to 1 odds if you want to bet on the Chiefs this weekend. That's, that's, what's, that's what's called a promotion. They, that is what's want, called a promotion. They want you to win $100 so that you can, you know, you can have a little... little uh, Little fun money, you, can, you know. Now all you have all you have to do is bet one dollar on any team this weekend, and if they win, you cash a hundred dollars. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. They make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. This isn't back in the day. This isn't twenty years ago, ten years ago when it was like, okay, you have to Yo. do shady shit. No, I, this is legit. It's on your phone. You say, "Ooh, I want to cash out." Boom. I'm telling out. you, I bet to, for the Broncos to win Super Bowl Fifty. They won, and then I like. Was unable to get my money. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I couldn't. I was like, just angry. And then DraftKings, yeah, like now you, they're here. You just want it? It, it, it just shows back up. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's super legit. easy. So download uh, the top-rated DraftKings Sports app right now and use promo code DNVR. It's easy to remember. DNVR. When you sign up, you get that 100 to one odds on any football game this weekend. That's code DNVR. Limited time only. DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, remember this is for. Fun but if it's not fun for you, if you have a gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. And then Chevalier Mortgage. Oh. Chevalier Mortgage. I'm telling you guys, if you have never bought a house before, or maybe you're, you've bought several of them, you're looking to refinance. I don't know if you heard. It's like one of the best times in history oh. to refinance. You want to go to Chevalier Mortgage. Call Virginia directly, 303-257-6578. It's uh, Virginia and Mike fantastic been in the business for years guys and they can get you set up with anything if i I always tell people it's intimidating if you've never done a mortgage before it is but you want to get somebody that you know and why not go to dnvr dnvrmortgage.com this is is how easy it is dnvrmortgage.com and talk to somebody that at least you know you have something in in common with denver sports dnvr boom already hit it off your friends these people are going to take care of you we have a promo code for 20 20 percent off your house uh, we don't have oh, a, yeah, no, that's not, that, funny for that one. Yeah, it's funny because you started promo code. I'm like, oh God, I don't think there is a promo code. Uh, but you want to call, want to check them out guys. Uh, and I'm in MLS number one, nine, three, one, zero, zero, six for Michael Chevalier. And then Virginia and MLS number one, nine, one, zero, six, three, one. Um, let me know when we have, oh, it looks like we have vote is by. here. Yeah. Vote sitting by. Why don't we welcome in Brendan vote? Oh, there he is. Hey buddy. Hey, fellas, can uh, you hear me? Yeah, tonight? we always have to wait. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it, there it is. Hey, guys. There it is. 
That was a rare audio. That was a terrifying audio issue. Might have been on my end. How are we doing tonight, guys? Nice to be here. We're doing we're doing good, man. How are you? Fuego, fuego post-game session tonight, guys. Just oh, trying to crap. collect just trying to collect my thoughts here, man. Uh don't know where to start, but some heartwarming, great, great vibe stuff from Jokic and Jamichael Green. If you're a Nuggets fan, you're looking to bask in this victory. Um, they gave they gave you the good stuff tonight. Let me get a tweet out. Where do you want to start? I kind of want to just clear out and let you uh, let you cook here. All right. Well, let's do housekeeping first. All right. We'll, we'll okay. Malone loved the bench. Said, "Quote: We needed this." Uh, he thought the third quarter defense was great. Uh, shouted out Jamal for staying aggressive, even though the shot wasn't falling. He said he's been on him about that. They've talked about that personally a lot. He wants him to stay engaged, and he thought he did tonight. Uh, he confirmed that he is starting Bull to, quote, keep the bench unit together, end quote, uh, as many sus uh, were suspicious of. And then he also talked about how little time that second units had to play together this season, and then went on to reveal that he actually had to cancel shoot around this morning due to COVID protocols, mm. which is the obvious update from that statement. But, you know, in the context of his answer was just one example of a broader point. He's really hammering home that he's got a new group and they're not getting a lot of practice time. To your point about that, one thing I've heard, and not just from the Nuggets, I've actually heard this around the league, that these, you know, they're doing all this testing, and testing is not perfect, but it's pretty, it's pretty good. But when you do so many tests, you do get false positives or inconclusives. But unfortunately, if you get those, it like throws. I mean, you have to treat it like a positive. So maybe that's what he's referring. I don't know if he clarified, but it sounds like that might have been what they were referring to. And then it's just like, well, crap, we can't shoot around today because we have to do another test. Yeah, to be clear, he said COVID protocols, not a COVID outbreak or anything like that. Um, but yeah, he, did, he didn't really clarify the situation. Um, again, he was sort of using it to make a broader point. Right. Uh, but it, it's, it's a salient one. And like, if you're looking for explanations for Denver's slow start, that's a legit one. I mean, look, no excuses. That's how a lot of people feel. I feel like that's coach talk. That's locker room talk. As an analyst, this team hasn't been a whole. They haven't had a lot of time to play together. And that's mattered. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into the goods here. I want to hear. So is it Jokic or Jermichael Green that you want to start with? Well, we got to start with Jokic because it works one, two. Uh, so okay. before the Jermichael Green stuff, how about some Mike Miller goodness? Oh, Jokic quote. Uh, Jokic was asked about his hands and all the steals he's racking up. He said, Mike Miller always said I'm a cookie monster and I'm going to steal that from him. Maybe I am not that good defensively, but I am a cookie monster. Glorious <laughs> stuff. I hope yeah, wow. it's so deep. Already. Like we need to make a book of Jokic like philosophy, the Tao of Yoke or something, you know? It's just so good. I mean, I think every every time Jokic's a joke in, anytime he gets to feel himself, and anytime you get a Mike Miller reference, like that's the holy trifecta right there. A one quote. Uh, but let's move on because it wasn't his best quote of the night. How about this when Mike Singer asked him about playing with Jermichael Green? Quote Jamichael is a guy I want to play with for the rest of my life. <laughs> Can we say something? A little Jokic whisper over here. A little Jokic whisper. <laughs> didn't I say that we should ask him about this very thing and he was going to say that he loves playing with them? I didn't think, I can't believe I, I went to swing for a base hit. I hit like a grand slam here. That's an incredible quote. Incre incredible. He's a Jokic player, a, man. Part of a larger, you know, sort of answer that I am going to have to go back and listen to the audio, but the general tone was, and I think I heard him say, I don't get on him when he makes mistakes because he just does all the little stuff, you know, like he loves the way he plays. He said all credit to him. Uh, and then he wants to play with him for the rest of his life. Uh, just incredible stuff. So, so shortly into a season that isn't even really going well. So there's your first dose of like just great, great vibes this year. 
So he played Jermichael Green with Mark Gasol, who, you know, defensively is better than Jokic, but I think offensively is like Jokic light. You know, like he's he's the light version of him. And I wonder, I th- I do wonder if there's just a little bit of a like I know how to play with this a little bit. Now here I am. I played on the JV, and now I'm here on the varsity with this, and it's like all right, it's a little bit even better. So I love that man. I wish that we could go back now and ask Jermichael Green about playing with Jokic. Now he's well, well, Adam. Hey. Uh, because Jamal Murray did not make it to his most availability. Jamichael Green filled in, and that was fine with us after that quote. So Mike Singer immediately follows up, of course, and asks him, you know, how do you think you've earned that praise so quickly from Jokic? And first of all, there was a very, very cool smile when he was told what Jokic, just a very nice little slow head nod. He was feeling it. Um, but he said <laughs> it's just his style of play. He said he's a, he's a an IQ kind of guy, and he said, I know my role. And that's just the kind of stuff Jokic loves, as we all know. He's in the right place at the right time. And and that's just the way Jermichael Green's approached his basketball career. You know, Paul Millsap-esque in that way, in my opinion. Man, I'm full of Phil. I'm going to have a great weekend, guys. Yeah. Jokic, you're like, Jokic, how do you feel about playing with MPJ? He's like, I want to like, play with him until the end of his life, which, which will be the end of the season. You know, Jokic actually has a lot of quotes talking about how he likes playing with MPJ, too, because MPJ actually does do some of that stuff, the offensive rebounding, the cutting. Right. Um, that, that's that's Jokic's dream sort of teammate, right, is someone who does, does those things. MPJ still figuring out. Green's made a career out of it. And look, I mean, remember remember last season, it was the underrated pickup of the year, right? Grabbing Jeremy Grant, the way he's fitting in Denver, the way he's fitting with Jokic. Well, that that actually took to the playoffs, in my opinion, for, for Grant to figure it out. Green's figured it out in about three weeks, a month here. Man, I man, the vibes are great. I think this stuff matters, man. Like, you know, a team gets more out of everybody when, like, they all are sort of bought into the same thing. And I do feel like Jermichael Green, this isn't like a – He's building chemistry with Jokic. Like, I think that's still even to come a little bit. I just think oh. it's like he wants the right thing. And so you're starting from this baseline of way the hell up here that oh, the vibes are immaculate. I was, was going to say, man, if not for the uh, fireball shot we took earlier, which making my, my stomach burn here a little bit, I would say <laughs> I'm in about the best place I could be. Shout, shouts to Peter, who showed up at the bar from Iowa today Yo, and bought we, us a round of this uh, is fireball. This a very uh, pleasing trend. We have members coming in much like you yourself these commenters coming in and seeing us in person coming up uh taking shots with us we're forcing them to drink rakia it's a great little thing we got going except yeah, now, not, now my not, belly hurts yeah my belly hurts a little bit too. i haven't <laughs> Listen, had the guys, I, uh, I want to land this plane with a couple more Jamaica oh do it he, he was asked about a, it was a rotation question can't get the specifics off the top of my head right now but essentially what it's like playing with different guys no hesitation he said i just want to win doesn't matter who he's out there with. Doesn't care about any of that stuff. Jermichael Green just wants to win. Feels like he can do it in Denver. And the last quote of his availability, uh, the last thing he said was, I think we're getting it together. I think we're getting it on the right track. No, I don't think. I know we're getting it on the right track. Mm. Man, this is Daisy Witter. I like Jermichael Green. Right? You know what? Sign him for life. Mr. Nugget. <laughs> He'll have years to get yeah, Mr. Dude, Nugget. That's true. Can you imagine if we get a little, you know, actually, we talk about the Marcus Gasol. You know one of the best parts about the grit and grind Grizzlies? It was the duo, man. Gasol and Zebo. They just look like, you know, what I, you know what I mean? It was like the ultimate duo of two guys that are pretty. Di- we might, maybe if we get a little Jermichael, oh Jokic. Like a full team of misters. Like a full- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. There's nothing but Mr. 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 Nuggets. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, man, that's a great, that's a really good media availability. Oh, I'm so glad we got to. Uh, it's probably because yeah. wind wasn't there, am I right? Yeah. 
<laughs> I know, right? No coincidence. <laughs> Man, that, that's fantastic. Is there anything else to report on from from the, the media availability? No, that's all I got, Adam. Hope that's enough for you. <laughs> well, hang with us for... Just, just two of the best quotes of the year. Are going to make yeah. something up? Or? <laughs> no, it was very good, Brendan. It was very good. Very, very good job. Um, th- 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 Legally, how many Mister's Nugget? I think the limit's three. No, uh, the, the the limit does not exist. The limit, is, <laughs> dude. Every 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 nugget is available to ascend to the Mister status. It's true, man. It's like, on them. If you somehow had seventeen <laughs> Mister's Nuggets, like you're really <laughs> seventeen Mister's Nugget. You're gonna have like your seventy three win season. Every nugget is good in the preseason too. Every nugget is Mister. In the <laughs> I love it. All right, so now the big question vote, and we'll we'll kind of get your perspective first, and then and then we'll let you go here. But you know, Michael Porter, I don't know if he's going to be available for Sunday or not. But if it's not Sunday, it's Tuesday. It's now on the horizon. The Nuggets are six and six, back to square one. Dude, the nonstop quest for five hundred is going to be the season. <laughs> but I mean, that is the real question. Is so Michael Green says he knows that the Nuggets are now on track. Well, let's let's get off track again here. Let's 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 try to put another train link on this train here. Do you think um, it's a train link? Don't don't. don't it's yeah. a train link. That's what it's called. <laughs> Do you think um, you know just what does this challenge look like? Should should he return? Well, it's it, there's ripple effects, right? Starting unit looks great with Will Barton in there, and whether Barton looks great or not, the numbers back that up. It's so and wild. Like it, Gary Harris and Will Barton can both look bad, and the Nuggets can have the best offense. <laughs> it's like it doesn't make sense. The floor. That's the floor. Things are going terribly. Historically great offense, but yeah. um, so then there's also trickle down effect on the bench, right? Then what does Barton go back to the bench? That five man unit when they're playing together or or staggered with starters <laughs> seems to have figured it out. I think we all love the idea of Barton as a scorer with the bench, but there seems to be a sort of healthy half-court ecosystem right now at the bench. Barton kind of looked to be scoring a lot, in my opinion, when he's with that group. So, yeah, there's there's questions that this raises. There's stuff to figure out. But, hey, we're I feel like our feet are underneath us again. The Nuggets' right. feet are underneath them. And, and we're back to those initial questions of, hey, we're pretty sure the bench is good. Jokic is an MVP. So what's the question? What does it look like with MPJ? And, and you know, they're – Plenty of questions to answer, but that's exciting. That's what we wanted to find out at the start of the season. And we don't know about Gary Harris and what's going on. I hope, you know, whatever it is, I hope is okay. But if he is out for longer, should he be out, then maybe you get Will Barton starting and Michael Porter. I mean, let's be right. honest tonight. We're worried about the starting lineup. Does it throw things off? Guess who started tonight and last game? Yeah. Bowl, bowl. <laughs> like, okay, you know. I know. We're like, is MBG, MBG going to throw off the balance? Let's, and then it's like, yeah, bowl, bowl into the mix. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, when they add that guy that scores 30 and 10 without dribbling, it could get tough. It could get <laughs> it could get tough. Well, Brendan, I can't wait. Uh, back on Sunday, I can't wait for it. Um, Harrison Wind also hopefully back and then at the arena. So we're going to full squad. The Nuggets are getting a full squad. We're getting a full squad. I can't wait. Watch out, League. Watch out, League. The vibes are great, baby. The vibes are immaculate. Have a good night, fellas. Later, later buddy. Conk, 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 conk. So, Dev, I want to ask you about that, that same question, though. Michael Porter may be back on Sunday. We don't know. Are you nervous about it? What do you expect from it? First off, you just brought up a fact that I really didn't think about with Gary Harris being out. You could have them both be there, and then you still get the bench unit. That might right. be, like, the most perfect thing it really that's happened for them. Because then you could say... Barton, you're not playing well anymore. Or, Michael, we're going to have to bring you off the bench until you get acclimated. Like, you got to yeah, get back yeah. into, like, your rhythm and things of that nature. So I think that that would be perfect. But also, now the bench has their confidence under them. Under right. them. 
they're finding a, a rhythm. They're knowing how to play with each other. And I think that that was the issue rather than, hey, Michael Porter Jr. or Will Barton's in it. Um, regardless, whoever goes to the bench is going to be more aggressive as a score. You know, right now we're not seeing aggressive Barton and, and it's paying dividends. But if you put Michael Porter Jr. on any unit, he's going to get some his shots up because that's what he's best at. So I think that adding a player who's amazing <laughs> – yeah, is not gonna is not gonna <laughs> well, throw off anything. Like he's a, he's an amazing scorer. At least it's not gonna throw anything off just because I think that they are starting to to get to play well. With I each always other. say this, man. Basketball is not about the talent. It's about the they're all ingredients. So a little bit, this is like you're baking a great cake. Here's some delicious pepperoni. You're like, hey, I don't want any pepperoni. I'm making a cake over yeah, here. I don't well, care how delicious that pepperoni is. Although the, the obvious counter to that is the uh, the pepperoni cake pizza that's being made in Brooklyn that's probably going to win the, the championship. That's true. That is actually <laughs> the weirdest cake, and it works. No, I I say all this to say I have been on the – I thought Michael Porter was going to be, come off the bench when he got back and ease himself back into the starting lineup. Hearing Malone talk about this is why he's starting bowl and want to keep him together – I actually, maybe not, yeah. maybe not. And should Gary Harris be out for another game? In some ways, it almost feels, I, I, this sounds weird to say, I might be less nervous about a Nuggets team that is missing one of Barton, Murray, or Harris when Michael Porter returns than a team that has all of them. Because if one of those guys is missing, you easily just say, okay, boom, Michael Porter and the starters, bench stays the same, we're good. What is that crazy talk? Uh, no, no, no. It's not at all. Like, the, I mean, just in general, like the the chaos that was the Denver Nuggets to start the season, where nothing made sense, everything was a problem. Like we we're, we've kind of moved past that to where, you know, we, we're like the the chemistry of this team is no longer like so tenuous. Where we're really nervous about like the one guy here versus moving him here and there. Like now we're at a place where the each unit that's on the court has an identity like people uh -huh. have like sort of figured out what it is they're supposed to do in relation to the other players that are on the court uh, michael porter jr is just an, a transcendent player like putting somebody in that can score 30 points pretty effortlessly is uh it, it's hard to imagine how that's going to be a bad thing um especially when you you know you see Jokic sort of coming into his own on the de defensive end like causing havoc in the passing lanes um you know obviously rim protection still an issue but um you know, bringing Michael Porter Jr. in before just sort of made you nervous about what the defensive repercussions were going to be. But I don't feel like that's necessarily the case anymore. It's like not you don't have to be like, we need to have Gary in there, even if he's not making shots because of the defense. Like you feel like Gary moves out, Michael Porter moves in like it, it doesn't feel as scary as it did in the first couple of games when literally just everything felt scary. Can we do finish with some hot box hot takes right here for a moment? Oh, boy. Nuggets are six and six. Hasn't yep. been hasn't been the best. We're going to wrap up with this, Kale. But this is, yeah, oh, awesome. Look at that. You even had it ready to go. Super producer Kale right there, everybody. A um, little hot box and hot takes to end it for us here. Here are the things that have not gone well for the Nuggets so far this season. Jamal Murray looks hampered. Yep. Will Barton looks hampered. Gary Harris was literally the worst shooter in the NBA until like four <laughs> days ago. That's not true. Kelly Oubre was. Well, no, he was worse. Then Kelly Oubre had that game where he made like five of six, and yeah. it like he leapfrogged Gary, and then Gary leapfrogged some people too. But I nonetheless, the point remains. <laughs> they, the, the Nuggets have not actually had great – Jokic has been incredible, but he's going to continue to be incredible, he's, right? He's the best. Yeah, but the, the, starting, uh, the bench unit took a while to figure out – all these things have gone not great. In Denver, here they are, 6-6 six and six and starting to look right. Michael Porter, if I told you on a scale of 1 to 100, where is he at in the integration process with that starting lineup? He's at like a 12. Like, there's a lot 
for him to gain there. There's so many of those things that you look at and go, they can start to break. Oh, and then you look at the numbers. Remember, through like six games, teams were shooting like 50% or something from three against Delhi. They just were on fire. And some of that may be the defense, but not all of it. No. So it was the confusion. The Nuggets were just confused all the time. Yeah. So if I hot box and hot take it a little bit, this Nuggets team very much could within a couple weeks. I mean, the Michael Porter thing is a huge variable. It's like a real tough solve for X right here. It's a huge make, variable. Make this, but, hot make this hot, dude. Make it hot. I'm saying if it comes together, like there's reason to believe. Heat it up. There's reason to believe it up. this team can be what we thought they were coming into the season where every Nuggets player is every good. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. No? I was getting hyped. I thought we were just going to be no, like, no, a, like no, everybody no. was just going to like get up and be like, go for that. How is your hot take that what we said before it was right? Because what happened since then hasn't been so good. So, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. Uh, <laughs> play do devil's advocate. advocate. I don't even know do if we have, have devil's advocate up there. Oh. Ah! Devil's advocate, I'm going to play devil's advocate. All right, all right. And the spicy thing I say is, you said that it's like the bench has taken a while to figure out and, and, and it's starting mm-hmm. to figure itself out and things of that nature. But my question to you guys are, is, has it actually figured itself out or has Malone been basically given what he like what he's gonna take? Like when you go into the playoffs, you go in with an eight man rotation. Yeah. Right now they have an eight man yeah, rotation. It's true. Come- so it's easy for you to go in with this idea. He's he's putting the players that he has to put out there, but you add a new player to the mix who is definitely in the eight man rotation. <laughs> but now you have really? to make the decision to take someone out of the eight man rotation. So now you have or you have to have nine guys. And that's right. when the issues come because Malone has to make decisions and that's when the issues are, are, arise. I think that Jamal Murray, Gary Harris obviously out, Will Bart, those guys are like in line for rest. So I'm not worried about having too many guys in the short run. In the long run, you're right. But I do feel There's a ten man rotation <laughs> yeah. or nine man rotation when Gary and my uh, it's a long, it's a long season. Though. It's a long, a long season. season. There's gonna be like, yeah. I'm just saying we. This season's been tough because we haven't seen the Nuggets just like start to steamroll teams yet. Like we haven't seen them like really get a groove going. Soft but I do tonight, feel baby. like it is to Jamichael Green's baby. point. I actually I can't go to Jamichael Green's point because I only think that they're getting close. He knows, yeah. but I think. Can I can I tell you something? Yeah. And you can take this to the bank. You can take this to DraftKings. You can take this to wherever you want. Wherever they will accept hot takes as currency. The Nuggets are back. Right. They are back. They we listen. Last season, I don't know if you guys caught it. Uh, the Nuggets made the Western Conference Finals. I, do, I remember that. They uh, played a very historic route through the the bubble. Um, and we're back, baby. The we're Nuggets back, are baby. back. Jamal Murray is getting back. Everybody's back. The Nuggets are back. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll read not one more negative comment in these comments ever again. <laughs> nuggets are back. Thanks so much for tuning in with us, guys, all week. It's been a fun week of shows. We get a weekend off, guys. I'm ready for it. We haven't had this weekend off in a bit, so I'm excited. We're going to take it off. Hopefully, you take it off, too. And you meet us right back here on Sunday. They got the Utah Jazz. You guys remember them from the playoffs last year? They got that... that uh, that Gobert guy, Gobert, never heard of him. Never, yeah, he's, he's all right. Gobert, he's really good at screening. I'm told, so we'll get to watch him. The GoBots of uh, NBA centers. We'll get to watch that game together, guys, on Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody next time. Adios.
we've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years, and they've made them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out. They've let us know how great their experience was. They thank us for leading them to such a wonderful practice, and that's the best for us. There's nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners. Please tell us about your experience if you made the switch. If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans just like you, just like me, just like all of us here at DNVR. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. That is a ridiculous value. All you got to do is schedule a cleaning, x-ray, exam to take care of your teeth. They'll give you a tool that helps you take better care of your teeth, and it's free. This is a no-brainer. Check out Green Mountain Dental Group right now.